So my name is Arish Naresh. I'm an associate professor in Aura Health, um, and I currently hold a professional uh, role within Omnia District Health as the chief executive officer. So I grew up in Fiji, and um, after completing my uh, dental therapy qualification, um, headed to uh, New Zealand for a holiday. Unfortunately, during that time, uh, the military took over the country. And as they did, um, I decided to look for opportunities within New Zealand because uh, obviously Fiji was going through a bit of a turmoil. So uh, I picked up a role uh, as, a, as a dental assistant in uh, doing uh, sterilization um, in, in a rural town called Wanganui. Um, and thanks to the, the people in management there, they allowed me to um, go through my you know, reassessment of qualifications and whatnot. And then I started practicing uh, with the adolescent and the children age group, largely in rural New Zealand. What year was that? 2006. And I, and I guess in my lifetime, I've seen three political crises yep. uh, in, in a span of, um, you know, 20 years. And uh, that's why I thought I would be in a, in a place where the politics was more stable. Not, not to say I still don't have affiliations to Fiji or the linkages. You having seen those uh, three coups, and that of course was the fourth one while you were in New Zealand, do the coups have a real destabilising effect obviously on the economy? Well not just a, um, well one is the economy for sure, but it also has uh, destabilisation effects on family structures. So in the 1987 uh, coup, which was the first one, my grandparents and, and uh, uncles, um, you know, immediate um, uncles moved to Canada, which meant that our family structure got split quickly. So I grew up without my grandparents um, and, uh, and so forth. And uh, a large portion of the extended family left during the 2000 coup. Those that could get away, got away. So as a result, we have immediate family um, living in um, in four different countries at the moment, so Fiji, New Zealand, Australia, and Canada. So, uh, and during COVID times, my grandma is living on her own, and I haven't been able to um, be there to support her at uh, at a young age of eighty four. So that was that, and um, I guess then um, I I love being a clinician. I still uh, want to practice uh, a bit of oral health with children and, um, and adolescents here in Omia and, and I'm making uh, inquiries with the contract holders to, to ensure we do that because we have a dental clinic there on site. But what frustrated me as a clinician was um, I was always told these are the things you cannot do because that's not what we either funded for, uh, that's not what uh, the management directive is. Uh, and I kept saying to my dental assistant, um, I don't enjoy this. I mean, why, why can't I do the basic stuff? And she said, if you want to make changes, you just have to get to the top. So I took the challenge on uh, as, a, as a welcome challenge and that night enrolled myself in a postgrad in, um, in health service management. Uh, and things just took off from there, uh, completed my master's. Uh, but I always had a very strong service slash community community involvement view uh, of uh, how I wanted to do stuff because it, it, the things we see in health are only a reflection of how 
strong or, uh, or fragmented our community is. When the communities are strong and are not in isolation, uh, are well looked after uh, and uh, you know connected, then they do not have to access healthcare facilities, apart from acute episodes, of course. So the things like chronic diseases, uh, mental health issues, are all symptoms of how our society uh, behaves. And having grown up in, uh, in, in a village which probably had 100 people, um, I, I have enjoyed my rural living far more than metro. I realised very quickly that in, in rural um, areas you have to innovate and, and, and be creative um, if you want to uh, move ahead with things. Tell me how you got here then to Australia in terms okay, of the career sure. progression. One, I needed a new challenge. I was 24 when I got into management. About 10 years into a management uh, career, I decided I needed to learn about other parts of the world. Um, so I decided to look, for, look towards Australia and Royal Adelaide uh, provided me with that opportunity. Uh, but I had uh, always been clear with my employers there that that was an intermediate step towards a you know, a CEO role. I, I knew there'd be more opportunities and more ways to do things differently in the regions. Um, and I wanted to be part of a community. And uh, when I met the board um, and came around to meet the staff, uh, it, it felt like the place I wanted to be in. That's here in Omeo? Yes, yes. Yeah, in Omeo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, to take uh, the service, uh, health services for this community further and utilise some of the skills I bring from the past. And I think as, as, as leaders, our role is to create the, the space um, for people to then imagine uh, and grow. And I, I do want to be the change agent to, to create the space. I think what I would like to advance is how we can move into bringing you know, specialist services on a rotational basis to this community. For example, you know, specialist palliative care clinicians, endocrine and immunology services, things that is relevant to our communities, but we cannot probably sustain um, having that uh, discipline here all the time. We just don't have the numbers. But even if we had uh, endocrinologists come here twice a year, uh, so the more we can provide care closer to home, the better it is for the community. I guess life has changed immensely for you since you made that mm. holiday trip to New Zealand. If the coup hadn't have occurred and you had returned to Fiji upon finishing your holiday in New Zealand, how different do you think your life would have been? I think I sh- would have still gone into the path of being a health administrator whether I would have had the same opportunities, I, I don't know. Uh, because I mean, Fiji has, um, has its own issues around having, uh, you know, two, two races uh, existing and the reconciliation piece there is also much better than, uh, I guess, uh, most other countries, but still has its issues. But in saying that, you know, it's, uh, things haven't been easy in... in I would say more New Zealand, because by the time I came to Australia, I had even grown a lot, uh, uh, matured a lot as a person, and able to probably handle myself better when it comes to structural and institutional discrimination. 
you know, there's stereotyping that comes with being different. I mean, I have a, uh, obviously I'm fourth generation Fijian um, Indian. Um, and um, I was at an executive meeting uh, once where, you know, people, because I was young and Indian, um, thought I was the, the IT technician when regularly passing me their USB drives to put up. And, and look, you know, on reflection, it's, it's fine because that's how society matures. Through, when there's ignorance, there's opportunity for education. If we don't retaliate and we educate, then we can grow, grow together, really. What do you think the secret is to good health? I think good health is about a, a connected and caring community. That's what brings about good health. Uh, when we are looking after each other, we are, you know, holding each other account. Uh, uh, when we see, you know, health behaviours changing, for example, if you see someone smoking, the best support comes from your immediate family. Uh, when you have issues around, you know, uh, alcoholism and uh, domestic violence, or etc., the best uh, intervention is those through the, the community networks. Professionals can only show you the way, but the, a lot of the work comes from how we have our society working alongside us. It would be remiss of me not to ask you during this interview what you think of the current situation with COVID and Victoria, I guess, back in its fourth lockdown at the moment. Mm. Uh, what, what are your views? I think um, I would uh, echo what the, the Chief Health Officer is saying vaccinations are the way out of this pandemic um, and following the health advice. Um, the advice that we're getting sometimes is not what we want to hear uh, because it is uh, restricting some of our uh, you know, human rights and what we believe as, um, uh, as Australians as, as core to uh, our existence of the free movement and doing, doing what we like and that's what we pride ourselves on. But when there's a pandemic, um, it's, it's important to recognise that our actions affect uh, the vulnerable in the community.